the Thriving Student Podcast, helping you go from surviving to thriving during your studies. Hi there, love. My name is Bridget, and I'm a qualified naturopath at Earthly Health Naturopathy. Welcome to the Thriving Student Podcast. My aim is to provide you with practical natural health tips about nutrition, lifestyle changes, and some herby magic to make studying a little easier. So let's go. Hi there, lovely. Today is Sunday, 15th of April. This episode's coming out tomorrow, and it's right at the end of most uni... uni (laughs) uni mid-semester breaks and term one holidays on oh, no, a middle of term one holidays how was your easter did you eat lots of chocolate have you had a chance to rest yet and how's the study load going i know you can't answer but i hope you're talking along with me i hope it's been a great chance to recharge your batteries as well as catch up on some aspects of study that may have got on top of you so far i think that's fair enough I mentioned in last week's ep that I have a free resource available for you, a thriving student study and health planner. The the link is in the show notes for you to access, but it's just a way to help you keep on top of your week, your routines, your study goals, as well as your health goals. The small habits that I think are important to long-term success in your health without being too overwhelming or exhausting. Um, this week's episode, I want to talk about some natural ways to help manage the study anxiety. We're going to talk about some lifestyle tips and techniques, as well as some practical steps, a couple of nutrients that might be helpful, and some herbs. Chock a block full of everything. It's a little bit of a long one for you today. There is so much on offer in the world of naturopathy to help combat and manage the feelings of stress and anxiety that pop up during your time as a student. So I hope that there's something in here that can help you. Before we touch on those topics, though, a little update about what I got up to on my long weekend. I was lucky enough to have a full five days off, which was just awesome. Couldn't believe it. Thursday's my regular day off, and that's when I released the last podcast. And then Saturday was the public holiday, so clinic was closed. And it was a great chance to catch up with friends. I got some jobs done around the house and a few adventures with Bonnie, my little puppy dog. And put aside some time for a new hobby that I'm enjoying. I think I mentioned this last time. I'm talking about it again because I love it. I went to Kmart and bought some very basic painting supplies and then sat on Saturday afternoon at my dining room table for three or four hours and painted. And I loved it. I'm a complete perfectionist, so there's none of this slack going outside the lines painting, but I traced an image onto the canvas and then painted over the top of it. So I had a guide for what I wanted to paint. And then, I'm not joking, I spent another hour just painting a piece of paper until it was black and it had no structural integrity at all because it was just so wet and heavy with paint. But I just, I got lost in it. I, I just, it felt so good. I loved it. And there was something quite childlike in it, a bit freeing, I guess. And I was also really letting myself get into that flow state that I mentioned last week, the complete opposite of that stressed out state. 
I was relaxed and my mind was quiet and I was fully immersed in this activity that I was doing and I didn't even realize how much time had passed and lucky for me it didn't matter that day because I didn't have anything else to do um so that feeling that being in that flow state and understanding that I was the opposite of that stressed out state made me want to cover off this topic for you today the natural health tips and techniques that you can utilize to help manage your study anxiety so let's get into it now it's very important that I state this at the top if you are struggling if the idea of next term feels completely overwhelming, if you're experiencing high levels of anxiety or stress or struggle to find any relief or reprieve from them at all, that the tips in this podcast probably won't be enough to manage this for you. I really, really encourage you to reach out to, for some support, to talk to someone and to find a support person in your life, whether that's a parent, a teacher, a friend, or reach out to some other resources that are around you. A couple of places to start, find out maybe if your school has a nurse or a counsellor, that might be a good place to start to look for some support. You can also contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 2246 I'm going to put the links to their websites in the show notes as well. These are really important resources for you to just have. So if you feel like you're somebody who might need that, um, I suggest saving them in your phone or putting them on a sticky note on your laptop or something like that so that you've got that available for you. Uh, Reach Out and Headspace are also youth-focused mental health resources. They have really great, fantastic information. They've got chat lines and support options available too. Their links will also be in the show notes for you. Otherwise, your GP or your naturopath or your psychologist are also very important parts of that mental health support team, um, and they're great places to receive the personalized and tailored support and care that will be valuable for you specifically. So very important that we touch off this. Your study is important, but it is not more important than your mental health, and nobody nobody i promise you nobody wants you to sacrifice your mental health for the sake of an assignment or a grade or an exam there are always options there is definitely support available please feel free to reach out to me my email is hello at earthlyhealth.com.au or on instagram dms if you follow me there earthlyhealth.naturopathy if you're not sure where to look first we can we can have a chat too so just wanted to state that from the top now let's get on to some of these recommendations So anxiety, it can present in people a lot of different ways. It's very personal, but there are a few underlying themes. You may be an anxious person if you're feeling like you've got an excessive amount of worry, that you feel like you can't control, or it can be related to a number of things, whether that's work, school, family, friendships, health stuff, expectations, and so on. In your body, you might feel restless. You might feel easily exhausted or burnt out. You may have difficulty concentrating and feel like you can't focus or remember things clearly. You may also feel irritable or act irrationally. Uh, You may feel tense in your muscles, causing things like muscle twitches and sore neck and shoulders or a tight jaw. Just think about that jaw while you're listening to this. Is it loose or is it you've got like a little clenched jaw? It's also likely that this is interrupting your sleep quality too, this anxiety, struggling to fall asleep from a racing brain or waking through the night or potentially having distressing dreams as well. The first thing we need to do when thinking about managing your anxiety is have a chat about what is causing this excessive worry. What are your triggers? Now, you may think, Bridget, well, duh, it's study. I'm busy and there's not enough time. There's too much to learn, blah, blah, blah. But 
what is it? Are you worried about failing? Are you worried about letting someone down? Are you worried about time or maybe your future options? These are the things that were running around in my head when I was doing year 12, but also during uni as well. And I know people will have mentioned this to you before, but it will all be okay. Have a think about where that worry is coming from for you. Of course, then there'll be other triggers for anxiety, social events, work commitments, home or family life. I'm still working through and managing and challenging worrying thoughts with my own psychologist. So it doesn't go away after uni. I think that's why it's really important to have management strategies and techniques to support in places, um, sorry, to put these things in place to help reduce their impact on your day-to-day life. Uh, Because it may feel like it's just related to uni, but, or to your study at the moment, but I guarantee that It doesn't just go away once you finish those areas of your life. So here are the things that I am commonly recommending as ways to manage that study anxiety, but potentially anxiety in general for you. Number one, slow, nourishing movement. Oh, so lovely. Get back in your body and get out of your head. A really good stretching routine, a slow yoga flow, a walk out in nature, Nothing that is going to stress you out or put the pressure on or you have to get back in a time frame. Any sort of movement that you enjoy and helps you to breathe deeply have been shown to be a real good benefit here. Exercise has been shown to increase the brain-derived neurotropic factor, the BDNF, which we talked about in our movement episode. BDNF helps to protect your nerve fibers and helps them to grow and maintain connections. It's also fantastic. Exercise is also fantastic for using up leftover hormones that are high in the body due to being in our fight or flight mode, like cortisol and adrenaline. And to stop them from soaking our body in this stress juice and causing inflammation, exercise can help to use that up a bit. Paying close attention to different body sensations in slow, nourishing movement like yoga or stretching is beautiful too. So if you feel like it's all getting on top of you, try and leave the room. Go do some stretching. Go for a walk around the block. Use it as a preventative as well to help your anxiety from getting out of that control by scheduling in when you wake up or when you wind down at nighttime as well. So slow, nourishing movement, massive benefit for anxiety management. The second one is deep breathing, especially when we use our deep belly breathing. I recommend box breathing. This is one that I use quite a bit where we focus on the inhale, hold it, exhale, hold it to count to four. It brings awareness to the breath. It slows the breathing rate and heart rate and calms down that body. Let's let's do it together. We're going to practice now. Okay. So bring your attention to your breath for a moment, breathing in. And out. I want you to visualize a box or a square in your head and follow it around, starting in the bottom left corner. So we're going to breathe in two, three, four, hold two, three, four. We're breathing out two, three, four, and hold two, three, four. I recommend doing that four times. Go around that box. You can breathe in on the upstroke, hold as you go across, breathe out as you go down and hold as you go across again. Some of my clients 
find box breathing quite tricky and I find that can be sometimes when you're breathing high up in the top of your lungs but I want you to focus on breathing deep into your belly so pop your hand on your belly feel it expand when you breathe in deeply and you can do this one as regular as you need the best bit about box breathing is it's so private you can do it in class you can do it in the library in a tute in the shower doing the dishes before meals before meals is actually great, especially if you get a lot of gut symptoms around anxiety too, like maybe a loss of appetite or bloating or pain, for example. We're going to talk about gut symptoms another time. I have a little graphic uh, video on my Instagram. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes again for you as well. Um, so you can check that out, save it, refer to it until you get into that habit, until you can work through that yourself. And there's some recommendations in there about belly breathing, but box breathing, beautiful one for calming that nervous system. Number three is reducing your stimulants. Now, this can be a bit of a tricky one because sometimes your stimulants are some of the survival techniques that you might be using, but it is feeding into the exacerbation of your symptoms. The big one is coffee. You knew it. You knew I was going to say it. If you're already experiencing a racing heartbeat, shaking, heart palpitations, shallow or sort of that rapid breathing, uh, dehydration, if you've got reactive bowels, like urgently needing to go to the toilet when you're feeling anxious or you have trouble sleeping, I want you to seriously reconsider your relationship with coffee or caffeine in general. I am going to do a whole coffee episode because I think that that's really important. But my two biggest suggestions are reduce your coffee. Number one, that's the, that's the first thing. If you're drinking three, have two or one if you can. If you're having one and still experiencing this exacerbation of your symptoms, try tea, please. <laughs> or maybe try decaf instead. If you're having more than three, oh my God, please reduce it down. Please bring it down. And if you are going to drink coffee, my second recommendation is to make sure that it is after eating, not ever as a replacement breakfast, as it's a massive stimulation on your stress hormones and activates that fight and flight response. Um, if you drink energy drinks, just please don't do that at all. They're coffee content, uh, caffeine content, sorry, and they're sugar, uh, even if they've got the artificial sweeteners. It's a whole lot of toxins for your body to be fighting through that creates inflammation in the body that the stress is already doing in the first place. So we don't need that. We don't need that level of stimulation. If you rely on coffee or caffeine for energy just to get through your day, it's time to reevaluate your nutrition. And talk to someone about improving your energy levels. You're not exhausted because of a lack of caffeine. There's no caffeine deficiency. That's not something that we're trying to fix. So the caffeine is sort of masking what those symptoms are trying to tell you underneath. So definitely, if your energy is not enough without the caffeine, please, let's have a chat about that. Okay, number four is getting in good nutrition. It's extremely key here when we're talking about anxiety management. The food that you consume along with the drinks, the stimulants, the chemicals, whatever, and the food that you bring in to your body becomes the quality of energy that you put out from the body. What goes in must come out. So if you're running on coffee or energy drinks with minimal nutritional value, plus a few bits of toast and maybe some random snacks throughout the day, the energy that you will then have available to get through your day is going to be quick bursts that don't last long and don't leave you feeling very good. I will forever bang on about the importance of a balanced meal. 
that contains all three important macronutrients, the fats, the proteins, the carbs, as well as getting in enough fruit and veg to help support the function of your body. So, for example, I noted that after the long weekend, despite having a lot of time to to relax, that I had sat around and snacked on chocolate for a few days. And because my day was unstructured, I'd maybe had skipped lunch a bit or had had less of a balanced brekkie than normal. And my anxiety symptoms were on such high alert. I had randomly been getting a racing heartbeat. I was very quick to react and I was a bit snappy. And it wasn't, I I may not have been able to reflect on and realize that it was because of the nutrition if I hadn't had such a chill weekend. So when you're in the thick of it, when you're feeling really stressed and you are, you've got actual reasons to be stressed and anxious at the same time, it can be very easy to go, well, it's all because of that. But sometimes there might be something else going on and I will always forever optimize and focus on optimizing someone's diet if they come into me with an anxiety presentation because that is definitely going to determine the quality of the energy and the way that we manage this on the outside as well. So good nutrition, very, very important. Okay, number five, the fifth thing that I wanted to talk about is the good, the nervous system supporting nutrients. So while we definitely need that balanced diet and a broad range of nutrients, there are some specific nutrients that we need that are in super high demand during times of anxiety that we can focus on a little bit more specifically. The two that I'm going to talk about are magnesium and vitamin C. So magnesium is well known in natural health to be of great benefit to reduce the impact that stress and anxiety has on the body. It's very important for muscle recovery and repair, really important part of producing your energy molecules and great quality sleep as well. In a consult, I regularly prescribe magnesium because it is just under such high demand in the body because it's important to so many functions. Because stress and anxiety are top of the priority list in the body, a lot of magnesium gets used up in these functions first in the body, meaning that there's not a lot left over for things like your muscle recovery, sleep quality and so on. So you might start noticing some symptoms if this is the case. You might need more magnesium if you're experiencing eye twitches, if you get little muscle cramps or aches, if you regularly find that you have that stiff neck and shoulders or get tension headaches, or if you're having trouble sleeping overnight. So as with the sleep episode, always make sure that you get professional and specific advice for what suits you specifically, but magnesium may be really required here. The good news is you can get magnesium from foods like whole grains, green leafy vegetables, nuts like almonds and cashews, and lots of legumes as well. So include those in your diet for that extra dose of magnesium. Vitamin C is the second nutrient. It's also really important for stress and anxiety support. It's valuable because it's uh, a nutrient that's in the creation of stress hormones and it helps with the inflammatory re- managing the inflammatory reactions in the body because of stress. Like magnesium, the body will allocate all of the vitamin C it can to the functions associated with stress and anxiety, leaving very little for anything else in the body. So your body might need extra vitamin C if you find that you're getting unwell when you have periods of high stress because vitamin C is really important for your immune function too. So luckily, again, you can find uh, magnesium. We can find vitamin C um, in lots of fruit and veg, specifically things like red capsicum, Uh, Brussels sprouts, all the citrus fruits, so lemons and oranges and mandarins, um, as well as kiwi fruit and some berries like blackcurrants and strawberries. So remember to look for professional advice, like from your naturopath, hey, how are you, Uh, about supplements if you feel like you need a little bit of extra support. But 
good nutrition overall, that balanced diet, and then some specific nutrients in high uh, quality and amounts if you need them. And then the sixth tip that I've got for you today, the last but definitely not the least important, is the nervous system supporting herbs. So this is the naturopathic specific section, I guess. Remember that these herbs are not recommended for self-prescribing as they interact with medication. So you will need professional advice to make sure that herbs are safe and relevant for you and your situation. So these are the three herbs that I use very regularly in clinic that I wanted to mention. So the first one is withania. You might also know it as ashwagandha, um, but the botanical name for it is withania somnifera. It's a beautiful restorative herb indicated during times of both mental and physical exhaustion, i.e. study. Uh, It's an important anxiolytic, meaning that it alleviates anxiety in the body, as well as an adaptogenic. An adaptogenic herb is one that helps to promote the body's ability to adapt and respond well to physical and mental stresses. Isn't that amazing? How cool. So a herb is actually able to influence the way that your body response to anxiety and to stress. So withania also has some excellent immune supporting abilities as well. So you won't be surprised to hear that it was pretty much the favorite herb among students when I was studying naturopathy at uni. We loved it. I still love it and I use it all the time. So that's a beautiful addition. The second one is passionflower or passiflora incarnata. I've spoken about this one in the no- in the sleep episode. It's a beautiful anxiolytic herb. It helps to calm and settle the nervous system and is particularly beneficial when anxiety is impacting on your mood and sleep quality. It's an extremely valuable addition for students. And then the last herb that I'm using is, or that I would use regularly, is gotcha cola, also known as Centella Asiatica, but gotcha cola. I love this herb. It's really multi-talented. It's an important wound healer, so it helps to promote recovery and healing in the body. It's a great anti-inflammatory, important because during times of stress, it creates a lot of inflammation in the body. And it's also an adaptogenic like withania, helping the body to adapt to stress it's also a nerve tonic. It's got a, it's got a lot going on in gotcha collar. I love it. It's a beautiful nerve tonic. It helps to protect the function and tone of the nervous system, especially under times of high anxiety. I love it. It's a beautiful herb to include for student health. So, whoa, that was that was a lot. We've talked about the ways that we can help to manage your study anxiety, and they are slow and nourishing movement, deep breathing exercises like box breathing, reducing your stimulants, specifically things that contain too much caffeine, taking in good quality nutrition because good quality nutrition equals good quality energy, some specific nutri- nutrients that are helpful support it for supporting anxiety like magnesium and vitamin C, as well as three herbs that can be used to support the body when it's going through anxious times like withania, passiflora and gotcha cola. There is so much that can be done to reduce the negative impact that study has on your body, as well as so many ways that naturopathy can help you to thrive, not just survive during this time. So if you're looking for personalized support, I am taking on new clients. You can head to my website for more information there. Remember, the link to the Thriving Student Health Planner is also in the show notes for you. And if this has brought up anything for you and you are looking for some extra support, contact Lifeline or Beyond Blue. Those links are also in the show notes for you. Have a wonderful week, especially you school students who have got another week of holidays. Thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.
listening to the Thriving Student Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Earthly Health Naturopathy or email me with feedback or any questions at hello at earthlyhealth.com.au. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can also rate and follow the podcast, which would just be amazing. All right. Good luck with your sack or assignment this week. Keep well and we'll talk soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.